Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Earglue Media Network. Yes, run! Yes, Jedi's strength flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the Force are they. Easily they flow, quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny, consume you at will, as it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Vader, is the dark side stronger? No, no, no. Quicker, easier, more seductive. But how am I to know the good side from the bad? You will know when you are calm, at peace, passive. Mm. A Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense. Never for attack. But tell me why I can't... No, no, there is no why. <sighs> Nothing more will I teach you today. Clear your mind of questions. everyone, and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And we continue our run-up to The Rise of Skywalker with the next movie in the series, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. With us this week is the founder of Earglue Media, creator of the Cantina Cast and Masters of the Universe podcast, and the Dark Lord himself. It's Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, I got the giggles, uh, thanks to, to Crawley, but, but I'm good otherwise. Glad to be here. Well, thanks. We're, we're happy to have you on. Uh, thanks for, for joining us this week on this shit show. It should be a lot of fun. Well, no, you, you mean the Rise of Skywalker, right? You're talking about that? No, that, no, no. Oh, we haven't, oh, we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, I thought you meant that shit show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Completely sorry. <laughs> Wait, you no, already it's episode seen eight. it? We're, we're talking no. about episode eight. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. no I was, I've, I've read all the spoilers. I've seen spoilers. I've seen things, man. I've Is Mary things. Poppins in space again? Can you tell me that? Uh, I can deny that. Perfect. No. Good. So we got that going for us. But anyway, Excellent. sorry. And he's the roguish scoundrel to my suave gambler. It's Crowley. How are you doing, Crowley? Who's scruffy looking? Oh, wait, you didn't say that. Fuck. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm pretty good. Batman just left, apparently. I didn't, <laughs> didn't even know he was here. Uh, he was. It was weird. Um, I feel I feel a little violated. But he's gone. Everything's good. Uh, I, I'm, let's move on. <laughs> and he's the guy who looks smarter with a bunch of lights on his bald head. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? At least it wasn't lights on my balls. That'd be weird. <laughs> that's just something you do for Christmas. That's, yeah, I was going to say, that's <laughs> your is. Christmas outfit every year. It is. That's what your wife tells me anyway. It, oh. Oh. Uh, ouch. We're going there, huh? We're, so we're apparently going there. It's uh, uh, it, it may be early for you, Mike. It's no, late that's for us. Yeah. Well, it's late. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We've been doing this. I don't even, What year is it right now? <laughs> Fuck. It's, it seems like it's been a long, long time. Yep. This is the longest day of my In fucking life. In a galaxy life. far, far away. <laughs> All right. Who's ready to jump into a pod crawl? Please. Can you Do jump it. into one? Oh, with both feet. <laughs> We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. 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 Pod craw
crawl, pod crawl, excellent, insert it deep, pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The opening wall of text tells us that despite the destruction of the Death Star, it's not all rainbows and unicorn farts for the rebellion. They've been chased out of their secret not-so-secret base and have been dodging, dipping, ducking, diving, and dodging the Empire ever since. They've finally holed up on an ice ball of a planet, but the Empire has dispatched a metric shit-ton of probes to play hide-and-seek with. Luke and Han are on patrol looking for life-form readings and not finding any when the abominable snowman smacks Luke upside his head and drags him and his two-legged horse back for a midday snack. Back at base, Han is looking around for Luke and nobody has seen him, but baby, it's cold outside and Han heads out to search. <laughs> Luke is hanging like a slab of curing meat when he wakes up. Spotting his lightsaber nearby, he thinks really hard about it jumping to his hand like a common silent bob, and when it leaps to his command, he catches it and frees himself. The Yeti, never one to watch a meal run away, moves to recover his dinner but Luke takes a play from Obi-Wan's handbook and cuts off an arm. Then, instead of finishing the abominable snowman off and hunkering down in a cave for the night, he runs out into the frozen wasteland to freeze to death. Why are Jedi so dumb? While Luke is turning into a force sickle, the voices in his head start manifesting and tell him to go to Dagobah, whatever that is. Han arrives just in time to see Luke turn blue, his ride says fuck this and dies, so Han guts it and throws Luke inside like it's the grossest sleeping bag in the universe. The next morning, several speeder patrols are dispatched, Luke and Han are found, and Luke is given scuba lessons. Scouts have determined that a probe has discovered their location and the Empire is on its way with a housewarming gift. The rebels, never one to socialize with the neighbors, decide it's time to sell and start evacuating the base. The Empire arrives with giant metal elephants trying to reenact Hannibal's ride over the Alps, but some scrappy speeders with metal cables bring the Empire's armored assault to its knees. The rebels, with the help of some ion cannons and Imperial incompetence, manage to evacuate all of the transports. However, Leia missed her ride and has to tag along with Han and Chewie on the Falcon, which doesn't have a functioning hyperdrive. They escape into an asteroid field trying to lose the Imperial fleet, but the imps are having none of that shit and send their huge cap ships directly into the field. Because sending many smaller ships would be dumb, right? Anyway, Han hides them inside a giant asteroid while they make repairs, but the asteroid has a tenant, and that tenant isn't happy that Han and company are squatting in its home and giving it heartburn, so it tries to eat them. The Falcon jets off, hitches a ride on the back of a Star Destroyer for a bit, then floats away with some garbage when the Empire leaves town. Meanwhile, Luke heads to Dagobah and finds Yoda chilling in the middle of a swamp. Through some whining, bitching and complaining, he, with a lot of help from the Ghost of Jedi's past, convinced Yoda to finish Luke's training. Yoda gets more piggyback rides as he runs Luke through the jungle, teaches him how to handstand and stack rocks, and when he gets sick of his shit, sends him on a time out in a dark cave. Han and the gang need repairs, so they head to Bespin where Han's old gambling buddy Lando is hanging out. Lando gives them the grand tour, brags about his accomplishments, and later invites them to have dinner with him and his special guest, Darth Vader. Luke has more visions, this time about his friends dying, and, ignoring the advice from both Yoda and Obi the friendly ghost, he stops his training to go save his friends. Back in Cloud City, the Imperials are having a grand time torturing the shit out of Han while Lando negotiates a deal to keep Leia and Chewie there, because he's kinda creepy. Vader says, nah, I'll take them with me, and Lando, yet again, changes sides and forms a plan to rescue the princess and her friends. Unfortunately, he's not able to rescue Han, who has been turned into modern art via a flash-freezing process. <laughs> the most useless bounty hunter in the universe, Boba Fett, loads oh, him up now. and heads to Tatooine. <laughs> Luke arrives and is herded into the deep freeze room where he confronts Vader. 
Luke digs deep and finds his incomplete Jedi training as he has his ass handed to him, loses his lightsaber and falls off a platform. He does recover, though, and Vader is mildly amused, so he starts throwing things off the wall at Luke with the Force and Luke nopes out to the catwalk outside. He tries to run, but Vader catches up and they duel some more. Luke gets in a lucky strike, which pisses Vader off, and Vader shows Luke that, he too, was trained by Obi-Wan and cuts off Luke's hand. Vader has a heart-to-heart -heart with Luke, revealing that he's his dad, and they can work together to overthrow Butterface and rule the galaxy together, but Luke decides that parents just don't understand, and takes a header into the air vent below. He's dumped outside the city and is hanging on a TV antenna when he makes a long-distance telepathic phone call to Leia to come pick him up. The Falcon turns around, grabs Luke, and then gets the fuck out of Dodge. The Falcon's hyperdrive still isn't fixed and the imps are hot on their trail, Luke and Vader have a telepathic meeting of the minds, R2 manages to fix the hyperdrive just in time, and Roll Luke gets a new cybernetic hand just like his daddy did credits. <laughs> Alright, so... I don't like think we have to do anything now. That whole thing no, sums everything it. up. That, that was it. No. That's all you have to do. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We'll uh, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, I do have That's I do show. have one problem with your pod crawl. What? You missed a perfectly, perfectly good joke in there. It's not Obi Wan's handbook. It's his arm book. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a good one. Wow. All he does is arms. Did he do? Yeah, no, he did arms. He did no. arms. Well, he might have I mean, got one of Grievous's, but but uh, well, Obi Wan's got two arms. Luke's got one arm so far, <laughs> as far as what he's cut off. Well, okay, so actually, uh, Obi Wan's got three arms, two legs. And Luke's only got one arm, so he's Luke needs to. The drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm as well. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, <laughs> that's that's useful information. This is why I'm here. I, I, I just pass no on doubt. knowledge. I pass on I, knowledge. That's all. No all doubt, I sir. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, keeping with our format on the Rise of Skywalker, we're not going to go scene by scene on this film uh what i want to do is is kind of get everybody's uh overall general impression of what they liked what they didn't like uh about this film and where this film kind of hangs on uh on the list of of the skywalker saga films where where this stacks up so we'll start with mike mike um what about this film what do you like about this film and and where does it stack up with the rest of the films well, well, that's easy because it's my number one Star Wars film. I think that's a pretty easy thing. And mostly that's because of Yoda and uh, and Luke and their dialogue and everything that goes with that. And then, you know, the big reveal with Vader and, and Luke. And that's about it, really. I mean, I don't know. For some reason, it's just my favorite, I guess. I think it's more a, a uh, personal thing out of all the films for some reason. I don't know. That's just my take on it. But it's very simple for me. It's my favorite one. So, And that's because of... Uh, of Luke, when did you first see this film? Is this something you saw in the theaters? Is this something? You oh no, no. Return of the Jedi was the first one I saw in, in the in the theater. This I my brother, he's older than me, so he saw the first two, and he he kind of mentioned it and talked about it all the time. And then I think I saw it on TV somewhere. I don't know if ABC was airing something one night or NBC or somebody was doing that, and I got to see it. And then of course. Uh, later on we got HBO and everything and I think it was running on that and uh, I just fell in love with the, the swamp scenes I guess you could say yeah he likes it wet <laughs> totally do oh especially when Batman God. shows up oh what <laughs> not I thought you Batman was, Rob I thought Rob. Batman was coming no <laughs> no Batman's not coming back 
I think he just came back. Yeah, oh. so we got we got Frank and Gay Batman. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob, what about you? Where does this stack up in your list of Star Wars films? I don't what did I say? Was this number one last time? I can't remember last like I don't know, ago. Rob. I don't keep up with the shit that goes on in your head. You shouldn't either. <laughs> or that comes uh, out of your mouth. Yeah. Uh I think this is uh this is one of my favorites. This is number one, I believe, and then New Hope's number two. Um I I thoroughly enjoyed it. However, I do want to say that um uh watching this for this show, um, I couldn't get the Yoda Seagulls bad lip reading music video <laughs> out of my head after I saw Yoda fall. Um, all I'm thinking, I see him fall and I just go, mm hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just, it's just playing in my head. And then he goes and he beats on R2, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one too. There it is. Uh, yeah. I almost linked that in chat earlier. Uh, dude, what are you talking about? It's, uh, it's there now. Atta boy. There it is. Atta boy. There it is. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Uh, if you haven't seen that, if you've been living under a rock for the last couple of years, there is a fan edit, um, a, a bad leap, the can't bad talk, leap. a bad lip reading uh, montage or song uh, using Yoda and the Dagobah scenes. Uh, it's, uh, it's called Seagull Stop It Now. It's super funny. Uh, definitely go check that out. We'll we'll have that in the sh- in the show notes. So sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I just watch that, that yeah. and immediately my day is brightened. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty freaking awesome. Uh, Crowley, what about you? Oh yeah, hands down, bar none. This is the greatest movie of the franchise. Uh, it will not be displaced by Episode Nine, uh, and it certainly won't ever ever be displaced by the abortion that is the prequels. Uh, this movie for me was the first time that you actually saw Jedi do things that like you shouldn't be able to do, uh, like reach for your lightsaber, uh, throw shit off walls with your mind, uh, jump really high. Uh, there were all these things that, that you saw and you were like, wow, like this is an untrained Jedi. This is a, this is a guy who's been running around with Yoda on his back training and this is what he can do. Imagine if he had the full the full training, which is why we were so excited for uh, the prequels and then so let down. Um, this is this is this is fantastic storytelling. This is fantastic dialogue. Uh, this is fantastic music all the way around. Everything about this movie it set the standard for what a sequel should be. Uh, and a lot of times, especially in sci-fi. When you, when you start looking at some of the sequels, they don't hold up. The, the second movie never holds up to the first. This one, in my mind, not only holds up to the first, but it's better than the first. I, there, it's not to say that this is this perfect movie. It's not. There are certainly some things, uh, the incest uh, and that kind of stuff that we talk about, where like well, you could just tell. would that, bring that up. <laughs> right. There was some incest in this movie, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> Uh, there are some things in this movie that you can tell that George Lucas is a shitty storyteller. He doesn't know where the story's going to go. He he has an idea, and he may be formulating that idea while he's doing this movie, but he certainly does not know what the what the destination is. Uh, and so, uh, even with that, 
even with some of the things that we see in this movie, there's just like, really? What the, what the fuck? This movie is still fantastic. It is great. Uh, this is the sequel that other sequels are judged by. And to be honest, this is what other sci-fi uh, movies and television shows should be judged by uh, as well. Except for 112263, which is not sci-fi. It is sci-fi. But that does kind of raise the question because Lucas has always claimed that he had the entire story from start to finish in bullshit. his head. Right, one through nine. Yeah, bullshit. And so, in fact, there's a story out there that at one point that he had all uh, he had the story written down, all nine episodes written down. He knew what it was going to be. He didn't. And the people who worked on on the movie have have said he had no fucking clue. Mike, you're a well, I think he he uh, had a general idea of where he wanted to go. But George is always famous for, you know, looking at something and then, you know, changing his mind at the last minute. He does that all the time. If you watch the. Revenge of the Sith stuff where he's looking at uh, the board there and he goes around with his marker. Yep, yep, yep. Nope. And, you know, he does that all the time. It's just like recently, if you want to go into the recent stuff that we mentioned on the show where, uh, you know, Bob Iger bought the treatment from him. And, and the way the sale went back and forth, George didn't have anything written. But then he goes and writes these things and, and, and then this like the sale happens. So, like, he was kind of winging it to a degree, even with the sale. Uh, I don't think he ever had anything concrete. Uh, down, but he, I think he had a general idea of where we wanted to go. I mean, he had that the the Star Wars thing, the comics that they released a, a couple of years back or whatever. That kind of you see where he had an idea, and it wouldn't have worked if it was in the, the original trilogy, but it worked in the, the prequel trilogy. So he's he always has ideas; they don't always come to fruition, and he doesn't know where he's going to go with them. But he he always recycles ideas anyway. So I, I think that's what happened. I don't think he had uh, like it's just the prime example is Leia and Luke kissing there. Like he didn't know where he was going until he got to Return of the Jedi. He's like, all right, all right. oh, I got to lay off the drugs. This is what we're going to do now. So, <laughs> you know, it was the 70s and 80s. This is what happens. But, you know, at least it was somewhat cohesive. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, you have to wonder who he was referring to at the end when uh, Luke, or um, I'm sorry, not Luke, but Obi-Wan says Yoda. that he was our last hope. And Yoda says, no, there's another. Who he was referring to, who Yoda was referring to if he wasn't referring to Leia because... Totally Ray. <laughs> no, <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> totally Ray. That's yeah, the latest yeah. and greatest rumor. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, I mean, if if George Lucas hadn't determined that Leia was Luke's sister at this point, which you, you kind of hope that he hadn't, because if he had, then he's having a brother and sister kiss. And that's <laughs> mm, who he well, was George referring is a weird to. guy. I mean, you know, he's, he's got a weird. Uh, I mean, if you ever broke down the the whole saga with you know like a psychologist and why george put this in you know with the teeth uh with the sarlacc pit and all that so he's very de a demented man sexually i think that's that's my my theory i think You're he's a wacko he's, he's projecting his his sexual yeah, fantasies in the he's film got some weird weird <laughs> dreams and this is what happened that's you know hey, that is a I hot take dreams too uh I like it. I like where your head's at, Mike. Let's. Uh, I'm going to go with this. I'm rolling with this. George Lucas, sexual deviant. Hey. Oh yeah. I'm not saying he's I a know sexual when I see deviant, one, except I am for one. you yeah. know the the whole incest thing's a little, little different. But I mean, no, I think hey, I think George R. R. Martin. He hey, he he made a name for himself with uh with with the incest thing in his books. So. Hmm. Well, I think when he got to Return of the Jedi, and he's maybe he wanted to introduce 
someone else as his sister. And then he was like, well, I can't just introduce a new character like that. That's got that much weight. So I might as well just go with Leia and just retcon that, if anything. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe someday George will open up and tell all in a book or something. That would no. be interesting. Yeah. No. The only yeah. thing that book will say is I'm George fucking Lucas and I'm never fucking wrong. Uh, that's, all, that's all the book will say. Uh, that guy maybe. That guy is so in his head. I, yeah, he thinks he is the fucking best storyteller on the planet. And that, to be honest, that's our fault. Uh, that's um, the fan's fault. Uh, well, hey. We, we talked about run. it in the last episode. Nobody told him no in the prequels. And everybody should have told him no a lot in the prequel. Well, he had a lot of yes men around him back in the in the prequel era. That was probably the biggest issue he had. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Not watch the prequels. Okay. That's fair. You don't have to. I won't. Okay. All right. We've talked about this in the last few episodes. Um, there's a lot of people out there that say that Star Wars is made for kids and that's why a lot of the fandom isn't enjoying it is because they're looking for a more adult movie than than what they intended them for i i have rejected that logic because a new hope and empire in particular deal with very adult themes uh the story is very adult oriented um i don't think they made these for kids i think that was something that somebody slapped on at the end uh, what do you think, Mike? Where's your opinion well, I have on a problem. This? Well, I have a problem with people who say one minute, well, it just didn't grow up with you, so get over it. It's for kids. And then the next minute they say, well, it's for everybody. Well, which is it? You can't have one or the other. It's for everybody. It's a mythology. It follows themes that we all relate to. That's what makes it it. Even if you're 100 years old and, yeah, maybe it looks kind of goofy with Ewoks and Yoda looking like a seagull or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is, but it's for everybody. So we, we're going to have an opinion. I mean, it's bigger than George was and everything else. That was the genius on his part where he kind of tapped into something and got lucky. And, uh, we kind of all just fell in love with it. Well, most of us anyway. So, but yeah, I, I have a problem with people saying, Oh, it's for kids. And then one minute saying, Oh, it's for everybody. And then when you have an opinion about said film, you know, this, that, or the other. And, you know, you, you just, you're an immature person. You just couldn't deal with the fact that it didn't grow up with you or whatever, Freddie Prince. Oh, shit. Whatever. Don't say oh, that. God. Oh, God oh, damn it. Oh, my God. Shit. Fucking Mike. Okay. You are triggered. So you just triggered you Crowley. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we're, you're my spirit animal. Shut up. You're oh, my wow. spirit Shut animal. Up. I'm going to ban two fucking phrases on this show. The first okay. is time travel. <laughs> and the second no. is Freddie <laughs> Prince. Oh, come on. Come on. What are you doing? <laughs> oh shit! Fucking hate you. What happens Jason. when Freddie Prince Jr. makes a fucking time travel movie? Oh, <laughs> oh hell! Oh, wow. I hope that's our next one. Then the universe imp fucking implodes. <laughs> wow. No, I agree with everything Mike just said. Everything Mike just said. Wow, miracles! One hundred percent. The Dolphins yeah. won today. Now we agree. I can't believe. I gotta. I gotta leave. <laughs> Somebody needs awesome. to go outside. Living together, mass hysteria. Somebody needs to exactly. go outside and check and make sure the sky is not falling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, he's he's spot on. This is these movies are made for everybody, uh, from from children to adults. Otherwise, I mean, if if adults don't get invested in it, I mean, they're the ones paying for the tickets, right? True. So so they got to You, you want to put butts in the seat? Butts in the seat includes adults, and 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 so you can have an opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. We don't have to share the same opinion. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that George Lucas can't fucking write his way out of a wet paper bag as seen in the prequels. Rob? Uh, 
what were we talking about? <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. No, uh, that's what I thought. Not Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, the story in the Star Wars saga. Yeah. Who's yeah, it made for? Man, why do we have to talk about this every time? Because we're exploring. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I think I think it's adults. We're exploring, Rob. Yes. Explore with me. Uh, <laughs> oh I God. think. Yes. Oh, we'll get to that later, Crowley. No. <laughs> I, I think oh it my. is. I think it's a. I, I agree with you. I think it's adults with kids in mind later on. Um, I I think I think the proverbial shark started with the Ewoks. Um, well, I'm curious and, to see who thinks that or or what aspects of Empire Strikes Back was specifically geared towards kids or even really had kids well, no, in mind. No, I don't See, I don't think I I think the first two were decidedly young adults slash adults. I, I I'm I, and I'm talking, you know, the 17, 18-year-olds or something like that, you know, uh you, you know that more mature more mature kid, I I guess would be a loose term. Um I think those were there uh and, but I think at that point in time he was seeing the younger generation latching onto this thing. And he's like, Hey, I can, I can market the shit out of this, um, when it comes to toys and things like that. Um, I, and I think and that was the studio. I think well, the studio, but, but we'll see, but he put the fucking Ewoks in there the and Ewok, that is a, look, so, so that's a perfect, did he put the Ewoks bear. in there, but did he put the Ewoks in there because he couldn't fiscally couldn't do, Wookies, or did he put the Ewoks in there because he wanted to sell more toys? I don't know. Well, I, I think know. that's the question, and I think the only person and, that and can answer that really say, is George Lucas. And you can't really say that it's it's the studio because uh, Lucas is notorious for having the uh, he owned the rights know, to the he owned the rights to everything, and he's yeah. notorious for doing the uh, the toy stuff. You know, oh, I want I want the back end of toys. You know, the type of deal. I think I think so, after I mean, the it was first run money anyway. in the in the in the mid seventies or uh, late seventies when you started to see these toys come out, and he started to make a little bit of money from it. And when I say a little bit of money, I mean like a shit ton of fucking money, like more than he thought. <clears throat> Maybe that's when he had this epiphany. Oh man. Like we market all these toys. We come out with toys for everything. And maybe that's when Ewoks entered his head. Maybe, but I don't think he went writing star Wars, the original episode four, a new hope. I don't think oh, he no. wrote that no. with, with, with kids in mind. Well, I don't think no, so no. either. I don't think he wrote uh, a new hope or empire with kids in mind, but you do start to see more of that we're going to introduce some kid-centric themes and characters in with uh, Return of the Jedi. So my question here to everybody is, did Lucas sell out? Yes, 100%. And the prequels, I think the prequels show that. Mike? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a businessman as well. I mean, so I think he used a lot of that for his filming stuff that he wanted to do, you know, Pixar and all that stuff. So he, he figured, what the hell? I'll use all this money for this, that, and the other, and I'll have a pretty good life. I think with the Ewoks and whatnot, it's a little bit of both, I think, because I think he tried to do the the Wookiees, but financially and physically, I don't think he could do that type of thing. So then he just said, all right, you know, I'll do these Ewoks, and you know what? I can make cash off of it. It's because it's like the Han Solo thing. Uh, 
you know, Harrison Ford wanted to die in Empire. And he's like, no, you, you sell a lot of action figures. So there you go. So it's a little bit of both, I guess you could say. Um, nothing wrong with selling out, is, man. I'm all for making is, money. What is up with Harrison Ford wanting to bow out after, you know, every two? Well, no, he just wanted to bow out after the first one. He didn't want to keep doing it. I, that's yeah. I, I think yeah, but then, but then he he well, got himself a serious killed. actor, you know. You know, he got himself sealed off in the uh, the last half there. Well, that's because he said he'd come back only if they killed the character off, so he could never, ever, ever have to come back. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. He's just Who can a blame him? cranky old man. He is. He's crotchety. No I'm married to Callista Flockhart. If I was married to Callista Flockhart, I'd probably be a cranky that's old true. man, too. That's true. So I think he did sell out, but I think it was uh, looking into the thing. Um, he lost much of his money in a divorce settlement in 87. So I think at that point in time, he, you know, he went back and he goes, okay, how can I make my money back? Ah, prequels, shit show, bingo. <laughs> that, that's well, good for him. How I, rich was he, I mean, what are, what are we talking about most of his money? Well, it says he lost much of his fortune. Uh, this is from Wikipedia, holder of all I mean, knowledge. when you're richer than God... <laughs> Losing much of your fortune still leaves you richer than God. True. And we're not talking Amazon money here, but, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, he, so, so he lost his, uh, he lost most of his fortune in 87. Um, and then, what, 93 is, uh, no, 97 was when he. Uh, re-released the. Uh, re-released everything. Yep. So, so, I mean, that was, that was low-hanging fruit. Um you know, no, I've got to preserve the films or something like that. No, no, it's you were strapped for cash and you went, hmm, 20 years. That sounds uh, like a good round I think, anniversary I think number. what's more likely is that he sat in a room from, from 87 until probably 95 trying to write episodes one through three. Yeah. Well, but and he couldn't do it. Don't forget uh, it, about the know, cash cow that was the extended universe during this time. I mean, they were selling books and comics and ancillary material throughout this entire time. Uh, and much of it great. Yeah. A lot of it was really good. Eh. Eh? You eh. don't agree, Mike? <laughs> eh. I mean, maybe slightly better than what's out there now, but, you know, to each their own. It's cool. Well, what did you not like about the extended universe? Actually, it, what I hated was the post-Return of the Jedi stuff. I always liked the prequel stuff that they did. I thought it was a better thing. But, you know, they dragged out, like, the fate of the Jedi and all that other crap. It just, I don't know. It didn't do much for me. I mean, I like the characters. Ben uh, Skywalker was one of my favorite characters. So uh, that other one there, that Mara Jade character, though, that was horrible. <laughs> oh, horrible. Yeah, that's right, Mara Jade. <laughs> yeah, so did you, like, you had a, did you like the original Thrawn series? No. No? Okay. I didn't. No. What about the new Jedi Order fan. series? No. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those are, I think those are some good. of the, I, I don't the know what. better acclaimed series in the in, in extended universe. So well, I'm surprised. I, I guess I have a question for Mike then. Would you have rather, yeah. instead of 7, 8, 9 happening, like there's nothing we can do about the prequels. It is what uh, it is. But instead of 7, and 8, time. 9 happening, <laughs> would yeah. you just rather everything stopped at Jedi? Uh, or looking uh, or, <laughs> hindsight, or, yeah. Well, I, okay, I know I get in hindsight, but I mean between between uh before before we knew seven, eight, nine were gonna happen, did you hmm. want it to end or did you want more? I was okay with it. Um 
But I always figured that money, again, comes down to money. You know George likes money. And I figured it would happen. And then they made those moves with hiring people and all that stuff. So I said, all right, well, it's got to be coming. And sure enough, yeah, there we go. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, when they Disney bought it and Lucas sold it there, they, they had to change it up. They couldn't just tell those stories from, you know, Heir to the Empire and all that other stuff. Because then you'd know exactly what's coming. You have to mix it up somewhat, right? So... I don't know. Well, Did, do yeah. you, would you? I mean, I think Game of Thrones kind of challenges that. Yeah. Well, they screwed that up too, supposedly. But, so. but they only screwed that up because there, there wasn't content to pull from. Yeah, there was they, content to yeah, pull they from. they ran out of money. Or ran it was out of fantastic. Material. Even for people who never read the books, it was fantastic. Yeah. So again, mm. if you look at it in that vein, like, <clears throat> like I understand what you're saying, right? Like, I, I guess my problem is I... I, I and we discussed it, Jonesy and I, last night on the, on the Cantina cast, is our trust in Lucasfilm doing right with the source material is maybe the problem. Like, I can't trust them to kind of do the right thing. I mean, The Mandalorian's coming out, so maybe there's a chance there that they kind of write their ship there. But as far as the saga goes, maybe it's good that it's just ending and we can move on in life. I don't know. But anyway, continue your thoughts. Sorry. Well, what about Kenobi? Well, no, I mean, I think that brings up a, I think that brings up a good point is... Do you want, like, when when something is as good as what objectively the original trilogy is, mm -hmm. should it carry on? Or should you say this is good enough? Like, money be damned. Like, let's not just think about money, but from an artistic standpoint, is this good enough? Mm. Like, does the, is there another story to tell? And I think when you look at the prequels, the story that they told was objectively shit. And I think with, with, with the sequels now or whatever the fuck they're calling these seven, eight and nine, I think this, there, there was a story to tell. I think there was a lot of things that are missing. And I think the story that they, they told in seven was a good start went way off the rails in eight and God only knows how they're going to try to pull this shit show off in nine. So sure. Hindsight, looking back and be like, let's just leave the original trilogy alone. But for me, I, you always wanted more story. You wanted to know what happened to these characters. What happened to Luke? What happened to Leia? What happened to Han? And, and the extended universe gave us that. And I think a, there were a lot of hits in the extended universe. And there were certainly some misses. Mara Jade being a possible miss. <laughs> oh, huge. Uh, but, but I think there were a lot of hits. And, I, and you look at what Game of Thrones did by pulling from very popular books and making uh, a television show uh, that, for all intents and purposes, all intents and purposes, is probably the most or was the most popular show on television in the last decade. And you look at what one, two, and three is, and what seven, eight, and nine are uh, turning into. I don't. I. I. I just. I feel sad. I feel sad mm. because and five is the pinnacle, right? This movie, Empire, is the pinnacle of what Star Wars is. And it's all just been downhill since. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I can see that. So um, what about, so you said you were concerned with carrying on the story um, after or, or during the trilogy. What about Kenobi? So Kenobi is supposed to take place between Empire Strikes Back, or not? I'm sorry, not Empire Strikes Back, but um, New Hope and uh, New Hope and and Revenge. Uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, are you worried at all about about that story? 
Uh, I am because again, you're taking one of those classic characters and you're, you're telling a story that, all right, what story can you tell? He's a hermit in the desert watching over Luke. I mean, what else can you tell? Yeah, sure. There'll be some side adventures where he helps people. I guess the main theme is him dealing with his guilt and all that in his failure, which could be interesting. And it's probably better that it's not a movie where it's two hours and then you're kind of like, uh, you know, maybe they can map it. I, I think it's going to be a miniseries. I think it's only going to be six episodes. I hope. I hope it's whatever it is. It better be kind of short and sweet and not dragged out because that's my my bigger concern is they're just going to drag this out and you're going to be like, all right, this is season eight. And what are we doing here? I don't think it'll go that far. But, you know, I just I have an issue because Kathleen and Bob and all that, it all rests on them. They're the CEOs. They hire people, then they fire people, then, you know, all that chaos that ensues. And now you got going into what, 2022, when they were supposed to drop these new films, there's nothing there. So, and to me, as I said the other night on the show, Star Wars is meant to be seen on the big screen, not the little screen so much. Yeah, it's cool. You're doing live action on TV and everything, but can we uh, get back to the, the big stuff, you know? So I have my concerns. I, since, you know, I'll even the beginning of The Force Awakens. I didn't think it was, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was the, the greatest thing in, in the world. And I've always said I had to reserve my judgment till I see nine and, and go from there. And it's not looking good, but you never know. Things could change. Question for everybody. In uh, Revenge of the Sith, Yoda made the decision to send Obi-Wan to confront Anakin while he confronted Palpatine. If he had rev if he had switched that situation, if he had gone to confront Anakin and had Obi-Wan confront Palpatine, how do you think that would have ended up? Do you think Yoda could have taken out Anakin, you know, totally? And do you think Obi-Wan would have survived against Palpatine? Mike? Well, I, I don't see Obi-Wan lasting very long against Palpatine. Yoda probably would have spanked Anakin. So it would have been a draw in the end. Maybe it would have been a better outcome. The two Padawans are done. And then, you know, you get the, the two masters that would have to do broke even at the end there. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think it would have ended well for Obi-Wan at least. Crowley. I think there's a reason that Yoda chose to do it the way he did it because Yoda knew. And so he knew that by sending Obi-Wan, uh, he was going to create Darth Vader. And he knew that by staying, he was going to get, absolutely spanked by Palpatine. So I don't, I don't think he would have chosen any other way. However, if he had, uh, I'm with Mike, uh, it would have been a draw. It may have been, it may have played better in the long run just because now uh, Sidious doesn't have a, uh, a Padawan, but you know, he would have found one. There's, there's a, you know, well, how would he have found one? He just purged the Jedi. Oh, 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 he purged I mean, Jedi. I'm sorry. Jedi I, I did. I did. I, so apparently like the force just doesn't, isn't with people when they're born. <laughs> he would have found one that just the same way the Jedi right. did. And he would have raised it and it probably would have actually, you know what? Now that I'm talking about like thinking out loud, it probably would have ended up worse for the galaxy. Cause now you've got Sidious taking the strongest force user that he can find and raising him from a child. Like there would have been, it would have been worse for the galaxy. It would have mm -hmm. been. Uh, uh, it would have been a, a thousand years of darkness. You think is what it would have been. I yeah. mean, why didn't the they Sith do that? Would have for a thousand years. Why didn't they do that anyway? I mean, they had defeated the Jedi. Why didn't they start creating? You know, there can only be their, two. Their Sith. Yeah, it's the rule of two. Like you can go back through the extended universe, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But that's, I mean, that if 
that's what it is. Rule well, but two. in in the old Republic, they don't have just two Sith. No, but that Darth Bane, they, yeah. I think, is the one who came up with that. Uh, the rule Correct. of two, and because they were it was, there was so much infighting. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and uh, Sidious says it himself in uh, Episode Three when he's talking with Anakin. And, you know, that's not a story that Jedi, I would tell you. The the tragedy of Darth Plagueis is he's killed by his Padawan. He's killed by his apprentice. That's what the Sith do. Right. And so when you go back through and you look at the Old Republic kind of stuff that, that that's out there, whether it's canon or not, whether it's extended universe or not, or whatever the fuck they call it now, uh, that's what it was. There was so much infighting that Darth Bane's like, fuck this. Like, there's going to be two. That's it. Uh, a master and apprentice. No more. So he would have found one. He would have killed all of the other Force users, which is what I kind of figured he was doing anyway. But, you know, in uh, between episode three and four and then all four through six, he was finding and killing any Force user. Um, and, and I think there's some extended universe stuff out there with Vader doing it, like hunting down Force users and whatnot. Well, you got um, the whole Rebels stuff that's considered canon where they got. I don't watch that bullshit. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, it was, they, they did, I mean, that was Vader's thing is find, find the last remnants of the Jedi. And I think we're going to see that with the new game coming out, the, the Jedi Fallen Order, uh, where they're hunting down, uh, even in the Clone Wars, there was what, the, the, did they have the Inquisitors? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was no. Rebels. That was, no. What, what am I thinking of with the Inquisitors, Mike? That's, That's the Rebels. Rebels. That's Rebels. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So there's like there's stuff out there that says that that's what they're doing hunting down force users, uh, you know, and it's like they said in the prequels, you know, there's tests that we would have identified him young, those tests didn't go away, so yeah, he would have found the strongest one alive and trained him up, and uh, the rule of two would have lasted for a thousand years, so maybe that's why because Yoda knew, maybe that's why Yoda chose the way he did. Hmm. Still think Yoda knew, huh? Well, technically in the Clone Wars he had a vision. Where he, where he did his little thing in the the what do you call it the the uh, lost episodes there where he kind of, you know at the end of that arc he's like yeah there'll be another day where we win or whatever he kind of he knows what's coming in a way so yeah. he kind of accepts the fate of what happens, which is kind of kind of jerky really if you know you could do something about it but you kind of just kept it to yourself and you know whatever yeah right. So, Which, again, goes to what we were talking about uh, in a, what, a couple episodes couple ago. A couple episodes Jason ago when you're, when you're talking about fate and prophecy. Just, it's, yeah. it's lazy story writing. Bingo. Well, it works. <laughs> oh, well, it does to a point. Idea. It does you to don't a have point. An idea. But, yeah. <laughs> but part of humanity is the struggle, right? Yeah. Like part yeah. of what we deal with every day is a struggle. And if there's no struggle against that this over overwhelming odds this 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 overbearing force literally the force that is trying to insert its will and what it thinks is the right thing to do if there's no struggle against that and there's just i'm just going to let it happen then it takes all there's no responsibility on the parts of any of the characters so evil isn't really evil it's just you're playing the part that the force wants you to play so you have no responsibility here go kill younglings well, there's no free will in the galaxy far, far away, but, you know. I don't believe that. And I think, well, again, that's lazy story writing. I'm just saying. Just evidence. It's all. <laughs> well, but what evidence? What evidence are you citing here? Well, okay. Well, he always says destiny. He's always saying you're destiny, destiny. Well, that means you have no choice. And then you, you just things that happen throughout the, the series. It's like Luke was meant to go and do what he did. And, you know, so the force is like, all right, well, 
you know, Palpatine and uh, Plagueis there created a, a shift. So now Anakin has a, uh, Luke and Leia, and then they do their thing. So it's like the Force just likes to play with dice, I guess. I don't know. Just my take. Someday I'll lay it all on the line and give my evidence. But, you know, and a 7, 8, and 9 might crap all over that. So <laughs> what do I know? So you're saying the Force is playing with action figures. Yeah, exactly. It's George Lucas with action figures. <laughs> oh, look at this. That's what it is. George Lucas is the Force. You heard it here first on Satis. <laughs> All right. Um, last topic I'm going to bring up. R2 is a dick. Prove me wrong. R2 is a fucking force user, dude. He's not a force user. Listen, he's been putting up with the Skywalkers for, what, 40 years? I don't blame him for being a dick. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I, mean, I can see I that. Mean, he, hasn't, he hasn't been wiped, so, you know, he knows everything that's going on. And maybe that's um, the argument there for wiping droids. You let them go too long, they just turn into dicks. Maybe. I mean, you, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's that's one of my issues. And I was thinking about this when I was watching these uh, the originals. Um, you know, at the end of, well, not even the end, during episode two, um, R2 is going, uh, he's really being weird, right? So, <laughs> you know, and they even bring it up that he, he hasn't been right for a while. Yeah, um, and he's temperamental or what have you. Um, yet, uh, why did they choose to do that when he doesn't show those tendencies at all during uh, four, five, and six? Um, to me, if you, if you want to do that, the, you know, uh, wipe C three PO, which they state, wipe R two D two at the same time, uh, and that would more or less reset his his him back to where he was. Um, instead they didn't, they specifically don't say wipe them, uh, or they don't say anything at all. So you're left to assume that he is fine or he has all this knowledge. You would think he'd still be quirky, right? Um, and, and, and doing the weird shit that he was doing in two and three. I think he was scared to get wiped. That's why he said, I'm going to chill out a little. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be as crazy as I was. I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, that's why yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. fit though. But it doesn't fit. Well, listen, there's a the lot of things that don't really fit right. in the I overall know. story. So, but yeah, but it's it's still one of those things. It's it's out there that you know this was a conscious decision made by the powers that be, not to you know they they consciously said let's wipe C three PO, um, and that fixes the whole. Hey, I don't know who who this Luke baby is, even though I saw him get. Uh, birthed, you know, um, they fixed that problem, but then you got this astromech droid that, uh, you know, C-3PO can understand, and uh, the only thing I can see in my head is him going, hey, dude, we know these guys. Hey, hey, this guy, bad shit. Vader's bad shit. We know who he is. I saw him get cut up, you know, type of, but nothing's ever made of it, so he should have been wiped too, in my opinion. Mm. Um. That, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, it would have fixed a lot on the... It would have fixed a lot of the continuity stuff for R2-D2. Um, and even Obi-Wan's uh, uh, reaction to the droids, right? Yeah. So so he said, well, I don't know these. I don't remember ever owning them. Uh, you know, R2-D2's in the background going, bullshit, dude. <laughs> We've done stuff. You well, know? you can but, even... with Even with Yoda... Because Yoda doesn't really recognize them either, and right, right, the, and that's and so that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but you would 
Or maybe Yoda does recognize him, and that's why he's trying to beat the crap out of him because he knows R2 is a dick. Uh huh. Yeah. And seagulls. Could be. Could be. I mean, R2 is just not taken seriously. So I guess that's why he's all pissed off. You know, like I'm not even good enough to have my mind wiped. Yeah. Yeah. How many astromech droids are there in the universe? Well, millions. Right. Yeah. I don't fucking remember R2 who. Fuck (laughs) ever. I'm Yoda, goddammit. That's true. He's 900 years old. He doesn't remember anything. And he was a little senile. I don't I, like, here's the thing. Like when I looked at eight, <laughs> yeah, they tried to make Luke, the new Yoda being senile and old and just crazy old hermit. And that, that's that what was Yoda that was, was supposed to be. That was Jake Skywalker, by the way. That wasn't Luke. Jake. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know what? I'm okay with that. I, I am way okay with that. I, I said, I have said famously now that the only way that eight is watchable is if nine just starts off Dallas. It's like, what? Luke, like Luke wakes up and he's like, oh, fuck, that was a horrible dream. All right, where are we at? And then they just move on and never acknowledge that eight happened. Now, when we, get to the, when we get to the new movies, <laughs> there are a lot of, there's a lot Bubbles. of parallels Bubbles. between <laughs> the prequels, the original trilogy, and the new movies that I'm going to, I'm going to address. Ooh. But Tune I'm in. going to undress them. Ooh. <laughs> But what I want to know, Crowley, is this movie more sci-fi than 112263? Well, in 112263 there was a diner. It was in uh it was in Connecticut, Maine. And uh, what Maine, whatever. It was fucking somewhere around where Mike's from. Uh, and, uh, there, there was, there was, uh, a closet, uh, in this movie, uh, there were laser swords. There were, there were things flying off the walls. There were spaceships, there were droids. Uh, this movie is most assuredly more sci-fi than eleven twenty two sixty three. There you go. But then again, so's my ass. Your ass is Whoa. really, really sci-fi. All right. Any oh. final thoughts before we head to awards? Greatest movie ever. Yeah, I don't go with that. <laughs> why Why didn't they just escape off of Hoth on the backside of the planet where the ships weren't? Why is the sky blue? <laughs> just, hey, you, you wanted how a final you know? thought. That's, that's what I got. How do you know they weren't being surrounded? Do you not know how planets work? You can't get to the other side without flying up and over. Well, Oslo's clumsy as he is stupid, so there might have been a way out. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Hey. Can I force hey. choke Rob now? No, that's not no, allowed. Don't do that. All right. So, Mike, who has your Black Lung Award? Uh, I'll go with R2 because apparently he's a jerk. I don't know. <laughs> Does he not know how these awards work? I would hope so. I haven't. I haven't. No, I haven't. I think I did one back in the. No, I didn't. I didn't do that. No. But anyway. That's my award, so just deal with it. <laughs> okay. Rob? Um, I'm going with the uh, ATATs getting the grenade in the belly and then bellowing out the smoke. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Crowley? Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the giant worm and the asteroid uh, because not only did he take a couple shots to the gut, uh, but, you know, you had a giant spaceship in you that flew out. There's no way you didn't get a little smoke inhalation. Okay. Um, so mine was actually going to go to the AT, to ATs as well. So I'm, I'm right there with Rob. Mike, who has your uh, head lush award? 
head now now you explain this one to me so head lush award is somebody who is uh you know actually drinking or acting like they had been drinking oh that could be all of them um lando (laughs) okay uh it's kind of entertaining when they're not prepared (laughs) crowley it's been a while i'm usually this is me every week i come in unprepared uh vader Vader gets my uh, head lush because at that dinner that he was he was the host. He was being very nice and hosting a dinner for for Han and for Leia and for Chewie even. Uh, he obviously, I mean, he would have been drinking beforehand. Like he's nervous. He's about to meet his daughter, you know, for, you know, <laughs> like only time. the second time. Like he's <laughs> very nervous. Like he yeah. wants to make a really good impression. He's been drinking. Okay. Rob. Um, no. Mine is going to go to Solo, Chewie, and Leia uh, because they were at, they were walking around drunk when they were trying to walk inside the giant space penis. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. So mine is going to go to that uh, Star Destroyer captain who thought that it was a good idea to go in person and apologize to Vader for fucking up. Well, he was doesn't. high. He wasn't drunk. He was high. He <laughs> it really drunk. doesn't matter. I mean, he was force choking people through the view screen anyway. So true. That's true. I mean, may, well, maybe he thought maybe this act of contrition coming to yeah, uh, would yeah, save him from true. from a force choke, and it didn't. No, he thought owning up to it. He yeah. thought, you know what? The custodian people are going to have to come drag my body out of your office, pal. So you know, but there's no blood, so it's not like it's going to be a mess. Well, he, he still shit himself true. when he died. Everybody so. shits himself when they die. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a <laughs> lovely thought. <laughs> All right, Mike. Who's got your uh, player award? Player? Now, it, I'm going to assume this. I'm just going to say Leo, Lando, Leo, Lando, because he's a player. I'm going to go with him. Okay. That's, that's a good one. No, that's a good one. I mean, that's the easiest one. Right. Considering yeah. I, you know. yeah, for sure. Rob? Uh, Luke, because he got the first princess kiss beforehand. That's true. On, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. he, and he was smirk about it. You saw that oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands yeah that's head. why he's got mine. He goes, like, yeah. when you make yeah, out with I, your sister, I just that is kissed the, my sister. All right. That's the fucking look you have. Like, you see it all throughout fucking Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Like, you see that smirk and you just know. That dude just made out with his sister. Now that we've lost all our listeners in Alabama and Georgia. Um, my player is going to go to Lando as well because he is, uh, Billy D is just the epitome of smooth. Has anybody ever seen that Colt 45 commercial? Colt 45. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mike, final award. Who's got your purple hippo? You're going to have to explain this. All right. So the purple hippo is the award for somebody who is absolutely just either totally out of their mind insane or uh, living through life in a chemical haze. Oh, geez. Oh, you have to come back to me on that one. I, I can't, I'm going to have to think about this now. I know it's hard, but I'll, I'll think of something. All right. Huh. Rob. Uh, I'm giving hmm. it to Luke for seeing himself as Darth Vader in the cave. That's got to be a mind trip. All right. Crowley. Damn it. That was, that was going to be mine, but now I'm changing it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, change. It's gonna be Luke, but because he was seeing uh, Obi Wan. Nah, you fucker! No, <laughs> nah, now you gotta change yours, asshole. No, I'm not changing mine. Ah, I, got I had mine before that, so <laughs> fuck you. No, so yeah, mine's going to uh, Luke for hanging up in the 
you know, cave of the abominable snowman and then running out into the frozen fucking wasteland and hallucinating uh, Obi-Wan. I mean, who well, then told him the to go to Dagobah like- and then he followed the, the <laughs> orders of somebody that he imagined. Right. The, uh, the snowman grabs his arm and he's in clearly Yeti. in pain while he's grabbed his arm, chop his fucking head off or just do what Palpatine do, does and just poke. Right. <laughs> yeah. You kill the abominable snowman. Yeah. Just hang out in the, the, the uh, cave for the night and then you go out the next day. I was really looking forward to Luke saying it's treason then. And then, <laughs> and then spinning because that's a good move. All right, Mike, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Princess Leia for going with the urban myth that she had cocaine on her nail in the, the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Um, I'm going to go with that one. What the that's fuck? Yeah, oh, she, dude, oh, she was so stoned oh. during filming. Yeah, and, and be, on top of that, her uh, Harrison Ford and I think all of them on that when they, they're coming off on the the landing pad at at uh, what do you call it there the on Cloud City, they all were partying the night before with the Rolling Stones. So I'm going to go with them. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> so the, the good cast one. Of, of Empire is getting your hmm. purple hippo. Perfect. That'll work. All right. Any final thoughts before we head out? Well, Greatest thanks for having me. Ever. Yes. Well, in the franchise, I'll give it that. Ever. Perfect. <laughs> well, thanks, Mike. We really enjoyed having you on. Um, so what do you got in store uh, in the near future, any, any plans, any projects that you got coming up? Nah, just doing the Mando Monday podcast thing on, on the Cantina cast feed. It's just me reviewing 15, 20 minutes. If that well, probably less than that, uh, uh, the Mandalorian, the show that's coming up on Disney plus that's about it. Other than that, I'm editing and that's it. And when does Mando <laughs> Monday start? That starts November 18th, sir. And where can we catch that? Uh, on the Cantina Cast uh, podcast feed, you can catch it wherever you download a podcast. That's where the Cantina Cast is, so that's where you'll find it. And it's also available at EarGlueMedia.com, right? Oh, of course it is. Yes, Jones Jonesy put that God. there. <laughs> he was like feeding that to you forever. I know. I know. Well, you know, I forget the website half the time, but whatever. Where can you I'm drunk half well, the time myself. <laughs> it's on my computer, guys. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. Computer. Just email me. I'll send you a link. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Mike, for having or for uh, coming on. And our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel. That's eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at setus underscore podcast or email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargluemedia.com forward slash status Patreon. And be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eagleymedia.com. As always, this goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show are ours and actually might be shared by Eagle Media since Mike is on. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so definitely share this is all canon. Yeah, oh, yeah. And for this week, this is Jason. So I'm surprised Lucas didn't have Luke grabbing Leia's ass at the end of the uh, movie. I totally would. Yeah, I would. Totally. I heard there was incest here. Oh my God, he's back. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) 